Did you collectively decide you were always going to direct? No, I didn't want to. I was scared. I'd never done it because it was horrible. On the second day of prep for the movie, I started getting chest pains in the second week. And by the third, fourth day of prep, I had to go to my cardiologist and see if I was having a heart attack. But that's how stressed out I was about this whole the whole process. And it didn't go away until we started filming, nine weeks later. What's up, guys? And welcome to episode 157 of Dropouts. Uh, this week, we have, don't say a word until I go to you guys, please. <laughs> it's Jared's birthday. Can we just be a little respectful of that? Happy birthday, Jared. Thank you. This I- is going to come out a week after, but... Thank you. I know these these two are the last people you'd want to have in your home on your birthday, but um, oh yeah, couldn't think of any <laughs> anyone worse. No, no. In, in all seriousness, we got Ray Romano, Mark Stegman. Yes, been practicing all day. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> and uh, Jared didn't think I could do it, but I knew I did. I could. Um, and they have just came out with a movie that may be my favorite movie of this year. And I'm not saying this because they're in front of me, but mostly because I've already seen it twice, and that means a lot. How are you guys feeling? Thank you very much. Yeah, good. First of all, how old are you? What birthday is it? 25. (laughs) I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) What What? are we doing? That's my youngest son. My youngest son is 25. Really? I met him actually at uh, one of the screenings. Nice nice kid. He's, He's the inspiration for the movie character sticks he and he's also in the movie i think he is he the sign guy he's 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 a pencil pencil guy guy. pencil guy i apologize um but right when we get into it let's hit some intro music Alyssa. and this is a time for us to kind of just we get to take a breath you know we don't have to exist for a second tom's here somewhere in queens you've heard of it right I won't go see it. I won't, but, I won't pay for it. <laughs> well, thank goodness. That's, yeah. that's a good, uh, good yeah. way to people, other people to go see it. But um, we watched it last night. Alyssa, being of spaghetti descent, really enjoyed the movie. <laughs> and she said it was probably the, her favorite one she's seen this year. And I wasn't supposed to say that out loud because she thought it would be embarrassing. But it's true. Oh, thank you. All right. Where are you that's from? Awesome. Where are you? Originally, I'm from Pittsburgh. Wait, but my family's from New York. That's our audience. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. She said it felt like she was right at home. Yeah, I just yeah, it was great. That's what we. That's what I grew up in. That's what I married into. And and how long ago did you guys start the conception of uh, this little number? You guys, you were fifteen. Yes, you were. <laughs> wow, you couldn't even drive a car. You still, you still had braces on when we started. But almost, we're almost yeah. not kidding. Uh, uh, we're not I, kidding. I mean, it we was... started when when we had a show called Men of a Certain Age. Mark was a writer on it, and when that got canceled, uh, we were both unemployed at the moment, and my idea was, I'm going to try to write a screenplay. Who wants to help? And your hand was the only hand that went yeah, up. two other guys said no, <laughs> and so I jumped in. Yeah. And um, that was, what, 10 years ago at least? Yeah, 10 years. Least. But, you know, in being in, we started in slow. fairness, we, we, yeah. we would put it down and pick it up and put it down and pick it up. He got a job. I got a job. And so, and we're very slow writers. So it just took a shitload of time. And then, you know, COVID and everything postponed things. But it was about seven years after we started or six that we finally had a script that we said, let's, let's do a table read and see if there's anything here. And then, uh, I mean, on this pace, you guys will be able to make another movie in your next life, which is great, (laughs) which is great. You can reincarnate and then start fresh. Yeah, we started, we started another one. With all the ambition of, we're not going to do that that way again. We're going to move quick, and now we're... We're not moving quick. (laughs) (laughs) Stuck in quicksand. 40 pages in. What was kind of the point where it got legs, though? Um, I know, was there any point at the three-year mark where, all right, this might happen, or or is it... I mean, the biggest thing was the we, we, we put it together a table read of friends just if just you know we just put friends in we cast them as you know it wasn't the right casting was jennifer aniston hard to work with we just want to hear it we want no yeah um but we had uh the only one the only original person who read for that initial table read was uh Petey, the character of Petey, john john manfalotti the guy who uh, my friend in the He's the only one, right? He's the only one who I was so, the yeah. character. Yeah. yeah. Everyone else was just actors. We had Nia Verdalis <laughs> playing my wife. Craig uh, T. Nelson. Craig T. Nelson played, played my father. Dad. Yeah. We had, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Johnny Roastbeef Williams. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's his name. That's his actual name on his on his headshot. Does he does he make the roast beef or is he just a consumer of the roast beef? More a consumer. Well, okay. Consumer. Is that based yeah, on his, yeah. his yeah. physical appearance or just? Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to say. No that. worries. <laughs> yeah. that, that guy yeah. can throw down a roast beef. Yeah. Google him. So can Jared, though. You know? 
love a good roast beef. Oh, he. Lo- I mean, Arby's. He's the one keeping them in business. <laughs> um, well, you no. Know, um, so as, that's when we knew. That's yeah. when we knew. Let's make it into a movie after the table read. Otherwise, we didn't know if we if we what we had was was anything really. Yeah. We'd written a bunch of script. I mean, we'd rewritten it a bunch of times. We yeah. wrote one. It was way too long, and then we cut it down and said we we're just gonna just gonna remove stuff and make it the proper length for a feature film, and then. We basically rewrote from page one a whole second script, and then it was and that was done. It was like we can't do this to ourselves again. Let's see if what this sounds like out loud. And, and we filmed the table read. We have it on film. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It was fun. But it, it came from your son playing basketball. Is that uh, is it a pretty pretty linear story or pretty parallel to to what happens? Or was it more just you know you're losing your son? No, just that that just the concept was was based on real life. Of of my son was graduating. He was high school player. He he was a starting center. Uh, I would get all the accolades by going to the game. And when he was graduating, I knew he wasn't going to play in college because, first of all, I didn't know if he was going to college. And and second of all, he if you, I mean you know sports, so he was six five, and he was the center. So he played center for four years. So he had no guard skills. And you know, in college, six five is a guard. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So we, we, we knew his, college, his basketball career was pretty much going to end there. <laughs> and so I was, I was upset and sad. I was, I was sad that... Yeah, they keep working, honestly, because he could end. Yeah, no, I was upset the attention was going to end. That's how pathetic it was. <laughs> I, I, I didn't get enough attention in my real life. I, I had to go into the gym and get it. Um, so then the thought was, what if this was happening to some poor schlub, and that's all he had in life? You know, was, uh, he felt very small in his real life, and he felt like a big man and... His son played basketball, so that was the jumping off point. That's where it started from. But the rest, uh, you know, wasn't based on my son's life. No, we just we took a little bits from here and there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, no, I, I saw him in person, I, undeniably your son, but the height, where did, was it miracle grow in the womb? Like what, where, where did that come from? I don't know. I'm the tallest one up before him. I'm six one, but he looks like me. Thank God he looks like me. Oh otherwise, no. Otherwise I'd be asking questions. About my wife. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. sounds like you. Sounds like he has him. one line in the movie, one word in the movie and it sounds like. Oh yeah. When he, he, he has one word where he says Wally, he says, somebody says, what's your name? And he says, Wally. And Mark said, uh, we, ha- we may have to dub that because people are going to think it's me yeah. saying Wally. Yeah. Was, did he, was he paid on scale that day or did he get? He got a, an apple and, uh, okay. yeah. <laughs> and a high five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And a kick in the ass. And that was it. I don't, know. I don't even know. I don't even know what I got for the movie. <laughs> well, let's, uh, Mark, do you know what you got for the movie? Do you I don't mind? I think he got anything. Oh, that's, got you got scale. Yeah. 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 Everybody got scale. At what point did you did you collectively decide you were always going to direct, or was it no. just originally writing and then? No, no, it was. I mean, right. Well, at one point we were like thinking of who's going to direct this, and then my agent said you direct it, and, and I can't say no to Immediately them. refused. No. Oh, okay. No, I didn't want to. I was scared. Um, I'd never done it, and then you know he kept bugging me that it's too personal a story, and I said I don't know nothing about cameras. I don't know nothing about. <laughs> lighting and blah, blah, blah. Um, and, you know, he said, you get a, a cinematographer, you get you surround yourself with the people, and you worry about the story and about the acting. And I kind of saw his point after a while, and I, I took the leap. But it was I was so pissed off at him in the beginning because it was horrible. I'm, I mean, I've told the story before, but day, day two of prep, when you go and you prep for a movie, hold on. Off the record. On the second day of prep for the movie, and it was going to take nine weeks to prep. So we, I, I flew to New York, and you weren't even there yet. You were no. coming two weeks later. And I started getting chest pains in the second week. And by the third, fourth day of prep, I had to go to my cardiologist and, and get on the treadmill and see if I was having a heart attack. Um, and they said no. Oh. They said no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's how stressed out I was about this whole the whole process. And it didn't go away until we started filming. Nine weeks later, 
when we started filming, that's when there was no time for it. Well, no, I, I think a lot of people um, can relate to trying something new, even though it's in the same field, something very daunting of being the leader of, you know, a set or a movie or, a, you know, potentially a franchise. But uh, at the point of being of your um, your agent saying you should direct this and you deciding you should, what was the education process like for yourself of what did you first pick up to, okay, how do I become a director? You know, <laughs> I had been in the edit room for years and gotcha. years and years. Yeah. So that wasn't a concern of mine. And I kind of knew you know, I knew enough to know the shots I would I would want that kind of stuff. I still I still didn't know technically about the cameras, one lens from another lens. I didn't know, um, but I knew what I wanted things to look like, and I had seen enough to to know the difference between this and that, and this lighting and that lighting. Um, so I knew if I, the cinematographer, I have to find the guy that's going to collaborate with me and hold my hand and. And we're going to sit and watch movies and we're going to say we want it to look like this, not like this. How do you get this? How do you get this? Um, I knew I was going to have to find that guy. You know, um, as far as dealing with actors, I've been around it. I've been dealt with myself. I, you know, I, on Everybody Loves Raymond, I had a chance to direct, but I never really wanted to. That I, I didn't run the show, but I technically was running it behind the scenes with Phil. Phil, everything went through Phil. And then on Men of a Certain Age. Who's this guy? He, he gets all this money. And now he's going to do a food show. Does he need any more? This, yeah. Phil, this Phil guy? Yeah, he's not going to do a food show. No, he's and also I'm it. saying he's doing <laughs> yeah. it. And I just think yeah. it's selfish. But he's, we'll get to that another time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but and then on Men of a Certain Age, I did run the show with Mike Royce. Um, so I, I have dealt with actors and, and kind of know the things to say and not to say with them. But it's still, it's still intimidating. And still you never know who you're going to get. I was lucky we got a great cast who was very collaborative and was okay with the new uh, boy directing. I mean, speaking of your cast, Jen, yeah. I was just saying, there's a certain uh, certain cast member I'd like to meet someday. <laughs> um, if Ooh. you're ever... Oh, uh, Sadie? I, I mean, he's <laughs> just in passing. He's enthralled by her, her acting. Are you watching her show, her new show? Um, no, I just rewatch oh. your guys' movie over oh, and over again. <laughs> and I buy it every time. I don't wait for the 48 hours. I'm just right back in. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then where can people watch it? Uh, pretty much anywhere, video on demand, right? Any of the places you download or buy stuff. You right know, now it's rentable, it's, so you don't got to spend the 20 bucks. You only got to right. spend five bucks. Five bucks, but yeah. you got to watch it in two days. Yeah, if um, genuinely, when you guys watch it after this, DM me and let's have a conversation about it. I'll get back to everybody that watches it. Um, it's, it's, this is what it felt like for me. It felt like in a movie world where everything is fast food and processed and made in a factory, it felt like a home-cooked meal. And it, I, I mean that Ooh, in a very that's, genuine way. That's a great way to describe it. I mean it in a very genuine way. Like, that's a movie I left, and I called anyone that's ever had a meatball in their life. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is what your family feels like. And that's stereotypical, but it's beautiful. Yeah, and um, that's the goal. We appreciate that. And, it, that. and that was the, you know, when Everybody Loves Raymond... It was specific to the Italians in, in Long Island, but it appeals universally because it's about people and families, you know? It doesn't matter where you're from. It feels like a home-cooked meal because it's like, if you went to Mario Batali's house, it would still feel like some master chef was cooking for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're going to a normal guy who just really likes Italian food and yeah. spends a lot of time on it, yeah, I guess that's... What I'm saying is we're inexperienced filmmakers, and so we just... Spent a lot of time and effort on very on every little moment, you know. And I, I think this movie was made on a you know relatively nicer budget than most movies are. I mean, I know I kind of want to speak to the lower budget movies of the world because you did The Irishman, which was I think more money than God has Himself um, <laughs> to make, and you know everybody's at your your whim. And then right after that, did you go straight to Paddleton? Yeah, I think so. I think Paddleton might have been the next. Pat, okay, Paddleton is my litmus test movie, yeah. and and I I'm I'm a little you know I'm sorry I've I've seen one episode of Everybody Loves Raymond, but three of the movies you've been in are are three of my favorite, and uh, Paddleton, um, The Big Sick is up there. It's it's like it's if I have a date night with like a new girl, I have to show them that movie, um, and then. If I want to break up with him, I show him Paddleton because just a lot of emotions come out. <laughs> and then now this this is the new one. But I want to I want to talk about maybe I find so much heart in in the movies that are kind of maybe bootstrapped like Paddleton or everyone on the set is like really close and tight. Uh, 
I was wondering what the difference is uh, just on a camaraderie basis from like a giant set movie to the more personal um, pictures. Well, I mean, it's true because first of all, with Paddleton, uh, we were up in Solvane. You know, Solvane is no, and that's yeah. that makes it better. Yeah, it's just up north a little, but we 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 went there and stayed there, and it was on a super low budget. My trailer literally was a milk crate. There was no trailer, <laughs> you know, and and there was no chair. There was like, okay, we got fifteen minutes until the next. Uh, and find a milk crate and sit down. Um, this was the Duplot, Mark Duplass. I think I've told you, I may have told you this. It was an improv movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's not to say it wasn't written, but it was an outline written. That's all. He, he had about a 20 page outline of each scene. Wow. And no, what? the dialogue was not written, but, it, but, but what happens in the scene was written. And then we filled it up. And then, you know, we did takes a couple takes and we would bring our own thing to it and then after each take he'd like oh yeah let's do that again and that worked and this worked and oh let me try this and let me try that yeah so those are those are kind of for, for comedy you know if you have the right people that can be pretty good and pretty great for you know Palatin mostly is a drama really yeah um that's what scared me about it is I've improved comedy before now I'm improving drama and pretty intense drama you know so who knew? But you were right about the camaraderie because we filmed it almost chronologically, not exactly, but it's very hard to do that in a movie. But at the end, when, I mean, I don't think we can, we can give spoilers away, right? The movie's eight years. <laughs> yeah. 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 The movie's sad. Yeah. Well, it's also, yeah. It's, it's eight, it's turn the volume down on your podcast. It's six years old. Yeah. But in the end, uh, he's my friend and he's going to, I'm going to assist him in, um, you call it suicide yeah but uh what's the euthanasia other euthanasia yeah um because he's terminally ill um and the scene where he where he dies it's this it was the second to last day of shooting and you know it was a big emotional scene for me and i was like how am i going to tap into that and it was weird because we had been living together and hanging together so much that it really felt like i was losing this friend and and it was very easy to tap into there's a funny story. I don't know if you can cut. You guys, this, this will be edited, right? Mm -hmm. So I'll tell you a story about Paddleton. Um, <laughs> He's like, is it just please cut out Paddleton? Like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. In case this goes too long and it's not worth it. It's, but, it's worth it. It's one of my favorite movies. Okay. So and you, Sadie and I bonded over it. Not a big deal. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> so you know this scene then. So the scene is when he, he decides it's time to drink the poison. Okay. So I've been there with him, helping him the whole way. So the director tells us, um, he's going to drink it, whatever. He's going to lay down in the bed. I'm going to just lay down with him and be there for him when he, when he passes away. And he says, uh, and then you leave the room. Eventually, let's let it play out. Whatever happens, happens. And then you leave the room. Right. Um, and I say, okay. So we do it. And it's emotional. And he takes the poison. And he goes. And he lays in the bed. And I get next to him. And he's scared. And I don't know what he's going to do. You know, and he's sitting up and he goes, lay down, I'm just going to, whatever. And then he says, I'm just going to close my eyes for a little. I go, okay, you know, whatever. And, you know, I'm, I'm getting emotional. He's getting emotional. Boom. And then it, he passes away and I just lay down next to him and I'm waiting and I want to take the moment in. I'm not just going to run out of the room. Yeah. So I'm just going to take this moment in and I take the moment in and he sits up. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not kidding. And I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking, what? well, that's a weird choice. You <laughs> He's know, it's, back. It's Mark Plus. And I'm thinking maybe he thinks the, med the medicine didn't take yeah. or whatever. And, and so I sit up and he's like, and he's, ha -ha, and he dies again. And he lays down. So I lay back, I take it in again. And I'm, you know, I'm crying, whatever. And he does it again. <laughs> And he comes up again. And, and now in my head, I'm like, listen, I love Mark Duplass. He's brilliant. I think he's off on this one. <laughs> I really think he's off. But he does it again, and he lays down. And then the director, when I lay down next to him again, he, so he's died twice now, the director says, Ray, leave the room. I hear, he whispers, Ray, leave the room. So I, I get up. I'm in character still. And I leave the room. Cut. We come back, and I don't remember what to say. I'm like, but I, you know, I'm like, they, they can't leave that in the movie, you know? And I'm like, wow, that was, yeah, you think so? And he goes, oh, no, 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 no. He goes, 
I was waiting for you to leave. I was holding my breath. You were taking too long to leave. <laughs> <laughs> he had to catch his breath twice. <laughs> oh, fuck. I said, all right, I'll leave sooner. That's yeah. hilarious. I, I thought you were going to say he was going to pitch to you just a Dracula origin story. He's just like, yeah, he rises up. We're going into yeah. Paddleton 2 straight away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's just a zombie apocalypse. It really scared me because I was like, I, I was losing my faith in Mark Duplass. <laughs> Thank God it wasn't an acting choice. I'd love to see those outtakes. That would be the funniest thing in the world. I wonder if they have that. Yeah, they must have it. Someone yeah. So working on that set and then I, I, both of you working on a, maybe a bigger set of sorts, what did you guys take from the big jobs and then you know the more intimate ones into directing or into working on this movie that kind of blended it? Or what did you learn as a director maybe from those two pictures, Irishman and um, Paddleton, anything that helped you out as being a director? Well, I mean, with the Irishman, we did, we literally did almost like, we, we could have done like a page a day on some days. Just the, the, the amount and the, you know, and then on Pelton, it was, you know, move, move, move. Um, on our show, you know, we had a pretty strict schedule, but um, we still, we still got it done. We never, we never sold anything short. Right? No, not at all. I mean, it wasn't a killer amount of. I mean, we, we had a, uh, a reasonable amount of work to do every day, but we it was yeah. Efficient. But we everybody never, was we not. Never, we never moved on when we thought no. we didn't get something. No. Yeah. But you know what I was thinking about with ours is there's no blooper reel. There's no nobody broke. Nobody ever fucked no. up a scene. Like it was like we do it. Everyone would get it. We say all right, let's make an adjustment. We would do it again and we'd move on. Like everybody was. Yeah, everybody well, showed. I mean, we we it was also. We were maybe one of the first productions post COVID to like actually be gone. So everybody was kind of and glad Laurie, to be Laurie there. Laurie Metcalf doesn't make pro. mistakes, yeah, and, yeah. and it was just like it was just Sadie. You're you're L- love of my life. <laughs> However you want to put it, she was on on point. And then the kid, you know, Jay, Jacob. Jacob. He hardly had any words to say, but uh, he was great. And you know, that the kid Jacob. Uh, driving Postmates when we told him oh, wow. he got the part. Yeah, um, So he, this was like his really first thing he ever did. I mean, it was great because... He was the easiest to direct. Yes. Right? Yeah. yes. <laughs> I, He's I, just I a blank page. I, I, I was like, whatever you want. Sure. I thought for sure I wasn't going to get any lip from him. Um, <laughs> yeah. And you know, I mean, I was scared of everybody, of, you know, Laurie Metcalf and you know, the, my, the guy who played my father, Tony Lobianco. These veteran actors, that's what I was scared to death of. Was, are they going to take direction from me? Yeah, what was the approach on that? Did you ease into it, and then eventually they just trusted you, or is it kind of a give and take? Like you're training um, a dog almost, or I mean, I've learned. I mean, in my life, I'm very non-confrontational, but I'm also like I'm pretty good. He's manipulative. At, <laughs> no, 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 I'm pretty good at getting along with everybody. You know, I, I can I can gauge their personality and kind of mold it and and kind of. You're yin, ma- yin yeah. and yang it, you know? You're malleable. If that's a good word, then yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, and I also knew, you know, what, what actors probably don't want to hear. Um, but you still never know. You never know what, what you're going to get. Um, but they were great. They were great. You know, Tony, I was scared of. The guy who played my father, just because he's a veteran, he's done 100 movies. We got along great, and he came to see me at the comedy club one night. And I think that won him over. You'd also uh, heard from Scorsese. About Never heard of him. What was his name? <laughs> Scorsese. Okay. Um, about casting, that casting is the biggest yeah, part of directing. And I think for us that was definitely the case because that's why people didn't mess up. That's why we didn't have to give, you didn't have to give a lot of adjustments or changing because they did it in the audition the way we wanted to see it anyway. And then they yeah. brought that to the t- table and it was. Yeah. I, I mean, a little hurt that you guys didn't, you know, Audition me for the Suns part. Play basketball as well. Not a big deal. <laughs> um, You're too talkative. Yeah. No, I what, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you could. You you do look like a, bringing it. Yeah, See? but do you look yeah, seventeen? Just, you don't look. Uh, you look young, but he's already uh, got the bangs. He's already yeah. Got yeah I, I did this forward. just in case you guys do another one, or you guys want to do reshoots. You do. <laughs> you could pass as a virgin. He was a virgin. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That was the funny thing about Jared, him. Jared, you asked a little too much about um Since it's your birthday, I'm going to let it go. <laughs> Sorry. I, he's just calling it as he sees it. Uh, you know? He is calling it. That's, that's good. Oh, Shooting know, from the hip. I know you're not. I know oh, you're do not. you? Let's cut to a clip. <laughs> cut to a, a meme. 
There you go. See, you yeah. thought you were out of touch, and you're right here with us. The saying you play basketball was also a big thing in casting because we had a we read a not you, but we read a lot. Oh, of I guys. remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, and we were, we had 15, 16 that we thought this might work, and then we realized we haven't asked anyone if they could play basketball, and so we said, "Can you play basketball?" And they all said yes, and then we said, "Can you put yourself on tape?" And then <laughs> yeah. about fifteen of them, the second they touch the ball, you realize, yeah. Feeder kids playing basketball is exactly. water and oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it, know? Narrowed, it narrowed the field down a lot. To just two. And one of them wasn't auditioned. But um, <laughs> did no. you guys have you a great job? Did you guys have like any ideas of who you wanted to play each character beforehand? A little bit here and there, you know? Um, I don't remember having anybody for sticks in mind, but um, I remember for the father we had. Uh, Pacino was our was our. Oh, yeah, I, I, I wanted Harvey Keitel. I liked Harvey yeah, Keitel. It was our guest wish. Uh, I guess but the original this the character of the wife's name throughout the whole writing process was Edie because we were thinking of Edie Falco. But, we were but just using just her as, as a, a template yeah, as a yeah, person to sort of yeah. hope to get or but, whatever. But, but, but listen, and, uh, as Al Pacino was a legend and he's one of the greatest actors all, but of all. But we, I think it was having Tony was the right call. Because Al Pacino takes you out of the movie a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because all all of a sudden the movie's about like, oh, Scarface is the dad, (laughs) you know? I was wondering, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, okay, I can get why I wasn't in it now. That makes sense. (laughs) I would, God, okay. Yeah, Yeah, me and Al Pacino together, that's too many fireworks, baby. Yeah, they would have been, oh, there's Scarface and then there's that TikTok boy. Oh, watch him out. (laughs) How good a basketball player are you? Um, I'd give your son some buckets. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. But, uh, (laughs) <laughs> that, giving buckets means he's better I've, I've never heard that saying before I'm just as lost um, it's yeah. interpretive it's art yeah. and that's why I'm an artist with my yeah. words I saw an interview with Ben Affleck uh, when he was talking about like his directing and you know starring in a movie and stuff that that comes with like a certain level of self-consciousness did you feel that when you were like filming your scenes and having to like direct yourself and the other actors in those scenes. Did you take your own notes? Well, that's where Mark came in. Good. Um, not to name drop. Please do. I got to talk to uh, Bradley Cooper. Oh, uh, ugly been, guy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> your second crush. The producer we were going to hire was the guy who just produced um, A Star is Born, right? So he was talking about directing yourself, and he said, Bradley, blah, 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 blah. He goes, call him up. He'll tell you, you know, whatever. And he gave me his number. And he talked to me. And basically, the note was have somebody on set that you trust who's going to watch, who's going to watch you, you know, what you, uh, and, and give you honest feedback. And so that was this guy. Um, and we had lived with, we, we both knew exactly what our intention was in every scene. Um, you know, sometimes an actor would come up with something new and great, and if it, if it, was, if it fit, we would be uh, happy that... Uh, they gave us that, but uh, we knew every moment of this scene. So he watched when I was up, and then he would tell me, you better do it again. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you didn't, right? You did it exactly how you wanted to because you can't trust this guy. No, no. You, you, yeah. gave, me, you gave me some notes here. And, well, you, not many. I mean, yeah. again, we cast the person who, knew the, who did the part. Right, the right, right, right. But, um, yeah, it was, it's a little weird. It's a little weird that you're calling action. You're not calling action, but <laughs> you're the guy who's uh, given the notes. But um, I, I made sure. Even and if I didn't feel it, I'm hard on myself. Also, you know, uh, I could tell when I sucked out there and, and I needed another one. What What was the inception of you even getting to the art? I, I think why you are so relatable, and I personally enjoy your movies, is you don't seem like a guy who would get into this field. If that makes, I, I mean that in the most respectful way. You seem like a guy that would sell futons. I don't know if you've ever done that. Um, I, did, I didn't sell them. I delivered them. Oh, my fault. Okay. Then I'm completely off basis I here. Delivered them, yeah. We could have uh, used some. Um, I, well, I started in stand up. you know, I, I, uh, yeah. and stand up was my, uh, that was my goal was to make a living doing stand up, and then acting came along after it. And, and yes, I had, kind of fantasized about being an actor before the stand-up, but when I found stand-up, that was my calling. That was, I felt like that was my calling. And then after like 11 years of it, when I had watched other stand-ups make the transition and get the opportunities, 
I thought, well, if this comes along, I'll definitely take it. And it wasn't coming along mm. until Letterman, you know, Le uh, Letterman was the one who, he was really the only one who offered me uh, a deal to try to develop a show. And that became Abelbillo's Raymond. I haven't heard of it. Well, you've only seen one episode. I might get I this a little bit closer. I hear, you, <laughs> I hear you've only seen one episode. I saw the pilot, and that's because Tom made me. <laughs> All right? It's not the yeah. one to watch. And we're going to wa we're gonna watch more. I actually, the first time I ever saw Everybody Loves Raymond was in college, and I was taking a history of sitcoms class, and we watched an episode, and then I watched a few getting ready for this. Well, what, was the, what was the professor trying to show you with that? Uh, what was the lesson? <laughs> what was the lesson? I mean, it was during the yeah. um, like the traditional three cam sitcom like yeah. format yeah. section of the course. Um, I think he just didn't want to work that day. I don't yeah. think he wanted to work any day. All we did was watch sitcoms yeah, the from class different is eras. The history of sitcoms, exactly. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's, like that's a throwaway class. I, I have a throwaway degree, so you yeah. know that is true. Well, if you're gonna start watching it. Not that season one and two aren't good, but go to three. You know, start at three. <laughs> You'll pick it yeah, up. Your groove. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. I, I'm 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 stiff and clumsy in season one, and uh, I don't even like watching it. But they're still good. They're still good That's shows. kind of the cool thing. If you do watch from the beginning, you watch all. And the cool thing is watching the evolve what you become. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, honestly, because you are stiff and you're clearly a stand-up doing acting right and but even being stiff around. and whatever i wasn't that bad <laughs> no, 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 no. but like seinfeld never got better at acting right, right, he right, just right. did what he did and he didn't care and you right. clearly cared right, right, right. And yeah if you guys want to stay directly in the camera how much better you guys are than seinfeld he usually watches these <laughs> so we can, we'll get it to him we got him covered um okay so i'm kind of i'm kind of interested in um a lot of people start uh, podcasts where they watch the the shows along, like Always Sunny in Philadelphia does it, The Office does it. Has it ever been something you thought about? About you know, you rewatch the episode. It doesn't have to be about the episode, but then you have a little podcast no, outside. No, of it. I, I I wouldn't do that. But my my actually, I have twin boys, and they got offered that. Oh, did they? Wow, they got offered a, a, a one of those formats, and they turned it down. Why was that? They adverse to money. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's their thing, and. I don't know. They're, well, they're into filmmaking as well. They got a documentary they're working they're on. They're trying to make a documentary now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it scared them away, and uh, it just wasn't their thing. But I know what you're talking about. But I don't know. No, nah, it doesn't appeal to me. Yeah. Are yeah. they good? Are they fun to watch? They're a ton of fun, especially yeah. the Always Sunny Philadelphia one, because those guys are just, you know, obviously. Oh, those electric. guys are fun. Is it yeah. the main guys doing the Sunny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, three all guys? three of them. Yeah. Real, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. While they're still coming out with episodes, which say, is pretty I don't know cool. How they have the time. But they're probably ragging on each other and all that. And you're not a ragger. You're more I, of a... I mean, I, I, off camera, I can rag on you and all that. But <laughs> and feel free to rag on Jared at any time. <laughs> I wouldn't do it on camera. A birthday, <laughs> a birthday rag is, is if, always great. If Brad Garrett would do it with okay. me, that would be something worth watching. All right, because, we'll set it up. Because Brad Garrett, uh, you guys got to get Brad Garrett on. You'll have, a, you'll have more fun than this, trust me. Well, th <laughs> you know, just back channel that number to us. I mean, you, yeah, yeah. just like uh, Cooper with this coming out. Okay. This is what I really want to know, because I feel like during the process, obviously, obviously there's an anxiety making a movie. I want to make it good. I want all these things to go in the right place, the right time. And then picture lock, uh, sound, everything is done. You're sitting there with a the finished product. What is either the relief or the increased anxiety of that moment of you're no longer working on this, it's ready to go. I, I kind of want to know. Well, at that point, the anxiety is what are people going to think of it? Yeah. 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 I, mean, I mean, every screening we had was nerve wracking and we would listen to the audience's, you know, reaction and we would talk and discuss it after and, and, and rate, well, you know, it, it, they didn't laugh a lot here, but I think they still liked it, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, we lived and died by every screening and every moment in it, you know. And and, you're, and I, would, I would be obsessed with the sound, you know. We, you know, we screened it a whole bunch of times with, with an audience, and um, it was just st stressful, each one. And they were, but they were fun. When, when they work and they're laughing and, and you know they're getting it, that's great. that's the reward, man. That's it. That uh, um, our first one at your house was one of the worst <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nights of my life. 
Well, that's part of the editing process. Yeah, and it was an early edit. The sound is all bad. The picture kind of doesn't look right, cleaned but up. It all looks terrible. And think of think of everything we edited after that. No, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah, how do you, um, I guess, zoom out from something you're so ingrained in? Like you know every nuance and everything of why it flows the way it does. But to make it more consumable, and it's like we don't actually need this. Let's jump to the next part. Or maybe it was a big scene that you know costs a lot of money to make. We might as well keep it in there. But but you have to ax it for it, it to make sense. How do you make those choices? I mean, it, I don't even give a. Can we curse here? <laughs> you can yeah. do whatever you want. Yeah, <laughs> I really didn't give a shit about the how much money we spent on a shot. Um, if it was going to make it better, and the perfect example is the. Um, the one around the, drive the diner. Away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The drive away. Uh, uh, um, so Styx uh, goes back to the diner and talks to the girl you, you're in love with. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I'd like to be introduced to in love yeah. with. I'll, let me tell her that on the second date, okay? Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, when he goes back and tells her, I'm not going to school, I'm not whatever. And she, it's their final <laughs> meeting, you know. And she, he says, are you scared? And she says, everybody's scared, Styx. And it's that moment, and he walks away from the diner. We were in love with this shot, and we, we really worked hard on it. We got a big crane of him leaving the diner, getting in his car. So this is the new kid, the kid who is, is he's going to go on, and, and he's going to be okay, you know? Yeah. And he pulls out onto this busy uh, Cross Bay Boulevard in Queens, and he drives, and he goes under the L, and we, we kept doing it until it. we time. We didn't know when the train was going to come well, on the L. We kind of did. But. Yeah, well, we didn't have a schedule. Yeah, I we think. did. But anyway. We did? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we knew it. Like, you got to go. You got three minutes. It's going to okay, be here in two yeah. minutes. But we did it. Like, we did like 11 takes a lot. of that, yeah. of him driving. And we got it perfect. And it was, we put it to music. Incredibly and, cinematic. And, yeah. Um, final shot of a movie. And when like, we watched it, uh, we felt like it's, it's too climactic. Well, that was, the problem yeah. was we still had 11 more minutes of story to tell in the movie. Yeah. So the, the right. shot, oh. we, if it was the last moment, if credits came after it, we would have kept it. Right. It but felt it like just, one of those moments where you're watching it and you're like, oh, I thought it ended there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so to, to like answer your question about what you cut and why is like we, from screenings with people, we kept feeling like that feels like the end. That feels like the end. And you could feel people yeah. were like, yeah. worn out by the time you got to the end. So then it becomes easier to say, just cut it out, just move, remove it. Well, no, I think Seinfeld actually um, said it perfectly. <laughs> no, this is, this, is, hack? this is actually true. Where <laughs> Terrible he, actor? He was, he was offered, I think, you know, another 100, 200 million to do another season. And if you don't end the move, or if you don't end the project at the right point, people are only going to think about the ending and the sourness of that. So you've got to really end it. And this movie has one of my favorite three words of dialogue to end anything oh, ever the perfect so choice um the theater when i saw it um everybody kind of roared at that point oh, yeah. um good story now over here <laughs> sorry i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you we're gonna i'm gonna be honest and tell you we can't take credit for that because um you're talking about who's this whore yeah 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 right. so the mother uh, uh, the girl cheers for her son and yay matthew and Laurie Metcalf leans over and looks and says, who's this whore, right? Um, and when we wrote that in the script, I know you only saw her twice, so you're not going to know every moment. Oh, I am. But, <laughs> Check me. Okay, so when he first gets up to say his poem, the girl screams real loud, yeah. and Laurie leans over and look, just looks at her and, and sits back, and the audience laughs there. And when we wrote that, that was all that was intended, was she looks over, and as a parenthetical, we wrote... In the screenplay. What, what she's thinking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What she's <laughs> thinking is, who's this whore? So, okay. So we wrote that in the, in the script, yeah. Um, and when we were filming it, I just said, just once, tr try and say, why don't you say, who's this whore? So she said it once, and it was funny. But it was all done in that first moment, with a girl, said, when he walks oh, before wow. he says his poem. The editor, one day, one, one day one, on, on one of the days we came in, Eddie goes, I tried something with the ending. So he, he, he made it so the girl says it again. And then she never said it again. She never said it. So you it. only have one take of her saying that? Or, we, or we a couple? Okay. Different takes. Gotcha. But at, that yeah, yeah, moment, yeah. at the moment that he comes up on mm -hmm. stage, mm -hmm. she never said it once he left stage. 
once he left stage, it was he just points to me, boom, end of movie. And so the editor put it there, and we said we thought it was going to end on this uh, uh, um, emotional felt. moment, yeah. you know, yeah. And then he shows us who's this whore, and our first take instinct was, oh, we're not gonna, we're gonna. And then we have to I watch it. Yeah. Go, I go, this is f pretty great, yeah. and, and you know, it, it's it takes the a little bit of the schmaltz off, you know what I mean? It, yeah. With a little thing, and yeah, so we have to give him credit that he that he found that little moment and manufactured it for us. Yeah, yeah well, I, I bet it was a little... I know. loved that moment. Because, like, I was tearing up at the end, right. you know? Like, and, tears and, were flowing, yeah. and then it was just, like, it was so perfect. Just right. that that contrast. It was just, like, the, the, the most vulgar thing you could yes. say at well, that yeah. moment. And both characters like, are speaking their love language. Your character is pointing. That's their thing. And then her is being a protective mother. That's her right. showing her love language. Yeah. So it really works. Right. I'm just glad, like, the faces matched up, and it didn't look like it was out of... You know, context like the facial right. reactions oh, of right. of yeah. the ending, but um, no, we did. And and actually, the girl yells out, "I love you, Matthew!" And she didn't. She never said that. We we ADR'd that. She, yeah, we, never, we put that in an ADR. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely needed yeah. that for. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm happy that he found that too. That was that was fun to yeah. not end on a on an emotional beat. You know, I, mean, I think that's also important like as uh to to keep true to how the film is as a whole because it is like it's a kind of like a dramatic story about like you know the relationship between this this family but there's a lot of comedic moments and i think that's something that a lot of comedies don't do well anymore is that they have that sense of drama within them um they don't balance it well anymore right. and i feel like that movie or this movie really balanced it we well led, we led with drama we were not trying to write a comedy at all i think when we, we both sort of wanted to write a, quote, serious, dramatic no, but knew, movie. But, but yeah. tendency, just our natural inclination is we're writing this heavy moment and then one of us has to say something to sort of yeah. cut the tension. Yeah, definitely. And so when the editor found that, I think he was just reacting to pretty much every dramatic scene we have in that movie well, ends with I, some I, sort I, of comedic Right, I wouldn't lessening. say we weren't... We, we, Trying to write a, just a, a, a drama firsthand. No, we but, knew that every page, just because who we are, we're gonna have to put some, we're gonna put yeah. something funny in there. So we didn't worry about the comedy. We didn't we didn't go in thinking, okay, we need we you need comedy. Fifty in these laughs. Two pages. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. What yeah. what maybe shapes that mindset of the because your guys' comedy is my favorite, where it's not being shoved in your face. If that makes here's a joke. Mm -hmm. It's it's through natural relatable interactions where it's like, I've seen this before and like, this is funny that they kind of recognize it without fully, like, where'd you yeah, guys There's hear? no written jokes. We didn't yeah, write yeah. any jokes. I mean, I think if you've seen men of a certain age, and if you haven't, you're going to love it. But that tone came straight from there. You know, that was an hour long TV show that was again, grounded in reality, but written by comedy people. And, and, I know you only watch one episode of Everybody Loves Raymond, <laughs> and Everybody Loves Raymond is a is a sitcom. So it's hard to argue that we 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 did it there, but we did it as much as we could. But we still had to, uh, um, you know, three jokes. The, the genre we were in, you've got to be bigger. You've got yeah, to yeah, be, yeah. You got to be broader. But 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 you know, we tried to make it as ground as possible. But there are still times. You know, I watch it now, and there are times. Where, you know, my character is like, you can't even... I remember I got mad because she didn't like the name of the dog I was going to name. And I went, you can't even let me name my own dog. <laughs> and I was like, see, in a real movie, I wouldn't have done that line that way. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. on a sitcom, I got to do that line that way. But um, that's what appeals to me, too. You're yeah. talking about that type of humor, and that appeals to me. My favorite comic, one of my favorite comics ever, ever is Larry Miller. Now, you're, you're probably too young. But oh, no, I watch them. Uh, that's my morning routine. I throw them on, and then I take a shower. Here, here's for the kids out there. Uh, YouTube, um, Larry Miller, The Five Levels of Drinking oh, on YouTube. <laughs> it's, a, it's a classic bit that he does. But that's his whole style. The is, is the, just the Oh, you know what I'm talking oh, yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. Are you a uh, fan of Nate Bargetsy? Yes. You watch, I, yeah. I feel like that's your type of humor He's as well. He's one of my favorites. He's, He's one of my favorites. absolutely one of my favorites of yeah. uh, not necessarily having to stay clean, but his humor doesn't have to derive from this big punch to the gut. And it's, yeah. it's so relatable, so yeah. funny. I find the same thing in your content. I think that's why I like it so much. And I, Paddleton, I think your character is hilarious. I think, but how much are you conscious? Are you conscious of the funniness you're bringing to that? Or are you kind of just playing it? I, I don't know how to 
essentially asked this question, but are you very conscious of they're going to laugh here based on what I'm doing or? I want to say no, but the answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but also I think that's my wheel. My wheelhouse is the throwaway, the, yeah. the, the conversational, the, you know, um, that's, that's where my comedy is, 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 is the strength is in my, in my stand-up, in my comedy, you know? So I'm glad it sounds that way because that's kind of deliberate, you know? And does, yeah. does that come from your family or if, of maybe, you know, every, w- w- is your family similar to somewhere in Queens as far as the dynamic? The, really the world that that's in is based on what, what I married into. Oh, so gotcha. I, I, I'm Italian. I grew up in Queens Italian, but I didn't grow up like that. <laughs> Not that Italian. No. How, how many times have you left one of her family dinners and just been like, I didn't grow up like that? <laughs> <laughs> this is a true story, and this sounds like a cliche. A cliche. I told the story at lunch. Uh, when I first started dating my, my wife, I called her up week two, and, I, and this is before cell phones. I said, <laughs> hi, this is Ray. Is uh, Anna home? And her mother, who did not speak, she spoke brokenly, and she goes, yeah, she's no home. <laughs> and I go, okay, um, can you just tell her that Ray called? She goes, okay, I tell her. Okay, thank you. And then she goes, you hungry? Over the phone, <laughs> over the phone, she asked me if I'm hungry, which sounds like a cliche, but, but uh, that's the way it was. And that's, that's, the, that's their family. That's the world I wanted to write about. Um, whatever story we were going to come up with, I wanted it to be through those people. Well, not to generalize, but we've shown this movie to Italians that have this similar dynamic in their families, and they just are over the moon of finding their tropes inside of it. Yeah. What was her family's reaction like to the movie? Um, they, love it. they love it. At any point where they're like, they're in it. Who is this based on? No, because they're in, okay, okay, they're okay. in the movie. I put every one of them is is somewhere in there um uh, uh when when it's and they're all dancing that's there's like seven of them in there at the sweet 16 um, party yeah and the kid that shows that flashes his chain right uh, yeah that's my nephew yeah yeah they love it they're in it yeah they love but it. we've had people like at screenings i think the one you were at where like these two chinese girls came up and were like that's exactly what my family's like. Right. And that's the secret, you know, is, yeah. is you're writing specifically to one type. But Well, the Chinese is, invented pasta. That's, that's true. <laughs> Chinese and Italians, it's, right. they're all they're right, right. Hand, hand in hand. F- filming it, where, um, where's your family from? Chicago. Chicago. Okay, so you didn't have as much of this, but I was wondering, filming in Queens with your family nearby, what kind of element did that add? Were they just... Well, the, 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 that was the only... <laughs> the only... No, no, no. I'm going to say the only blessing of COVID oh. <laughs> was that no one was allowed on the set because uh, I knew filming in, in my hometown, oh, this might be a nightmare. Not a nightmare that I don't like these people and want them around, but everyone's going to want to be around and no one was allowed on the set. Beautiful, so isn't the, it? And, right. So the only way around that was to put them in the movie. Like my manager even couldn't come by. And I go, Rory, they're just strict. You know, they can't. But you want to be in the diner sitting in the back and come in for the day? Yeah, so he's, he was in the diner. And that's the only way they could come is if they did something on the set. So they were in one day and that was it. Oh, it's, oh, it's wonderful to have your family come in. And oh, okay, you guys are just going to pantomime. We can't have a conversation. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm very busy. Meanwhile, you've taken three lunches. You're like, ah, you just keep doing that in the back. Yeah, yeah. Are the cameras even here? Yeah. Um, no, that's that's yeah. It That's was, really great. Yeah, but, you know, uh, I love them, but this, I was under enough stress as it was, so it actually worked out well that they, they, they could come one day and couldn't talk. Well, no, <laughs> there was a huge rumor that you're the one that released the bat um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to get COVID started, and I don't know if this is helping your cause. But, no, I, I generally hope everyone watches the movie, and it's, uh, I, I'd say, the easiest Amazon, Apple, uh, yeah, pretty much everywhere. Yeah. It really is a fantastic movie, and it's what like an hour forty five or something like that. Yeah, you can. But it like it breezes by. You have fun the entire time. Like it, and it, like you said, it's like a home cooked meal. You know, you just you you eat it all up. And it's five bucks now. Yeah, it's I a mean, cup of coffee. Even if you're, yeah, you know, your generation's poor, um, and your family. <laughs> You guys can scrape it together. I mean, come on, eat tomorrow. <laughs> you know, I've already had friends telling me they're downloading it like off of 
pirating websites. And yeah, stuff. Oh, right. you just pirate. do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can pirate. Just one, watch one, two, three movies. You know, we all know the sites. Is there a place where they? I don't know. Um, after they watch it, you guys can see their reaction. Or I know you're not. You haven't figured out the internet quite yet, but what do you mean? We, like, like usually people have like a social channel and go like, "Hey, I like this movie," in a comment. Um, uh, um, there are, co- you know, you can read it on Rotten Tomatoes. You can read the audience. <laughs> okay. okay. But, yeah, but no, I know what you're saying. Uh, I, on Paddleton, there used to be a, a Twitter uh, page for Paddleton. Okay, this is what you'll do. You guys send me your reactions. I'll send them to Tom. Tom sends them to Bradley Cooper. He'll send them to you. Does that work? <laughs> and then you can send them to yeah. Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, we'll put Gino in the mix there somewhere. Honestly, I don't want to take up too much of your guys' time, but um, we have... Where's this going? Oh, well, oh, what's this going on? Oh, this is just for us. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, you guys want to record? All right, hit record. And we're to go. No, this is going to be on YouTube. Um, this is going to be clipped out everywhere. TikTok, uh, Snap whatever snapple snapchat um usually that's safe for genitals but i thought it'd be nice to have you on there what about vine is that still around yeah this is gonna be right on vine they're gonna revamp (laughs) it just Um, for this tic tac um um, no but honestly this has been a a lovely conversation i appreciate it if you guys don't go see the movie i will will fight your family member we're gonna bring all of you got some fighters in your family correct I have my wife's side, yeah. Yeah, my yeah. So we're going to bring them to wherever you live. We'll, yeah. pro- we'll charter a bus and, um, yeah, we'll fight your relatives if you don't watch the movie. <laughs> and I feel like a threat is the best way to get people to do things. Oh, yeah. Um, Fear is definitely the best way to I got inspire. A nephew, my nephew, uh, um, Victor Luigi. Okay, fake right. name, but it's okay. fine. No, 100% real name. The, the the truth is, though, he's three years old yeah. right now. So. Oh, I, I was going to say, I loved him in the Super oh. Mario Brothers movie that just came out. His, his dad if, is the one who pulls the chain and, if, and his mother. But right? if you don't watch the movie, when Victor Luigi is 14, he will kick your ass. Oh, yeah. And you'll better re- and you you'll forget about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's you the worst thing about Victor Luigi. Is he, he, he's the Liam Neeson of, chi- of children. Um, but, he holds a grudge. He holds a grudge. Um, yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you, All Mark. Right, thank you, Ray, right. for coming thank, on. Yeah, this was fun. This was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Fix it. Fix it in post. That's your <laughs> Make job, it interesting. Right? We'll cut it down to six seconds for a vine, and we're <laughs> yeah. good to go. I'm sure there's something good in here. All, All right, right, guys. Right. Um, if you stay till the end, uh, send me a screenshot of you guys watching the movie, actually. Let me know your favorite scene, and um, let's make this, you know, we got to blow it up to where they can make it another movie. Um, and then, okay. and then... He can get $280 million to go. You, you want to direct the next Marvel? I think we have that power. Um, I, we, He's in. We He's want in. to make our money back. We want to make our money back, yeah. but we're a long ways off. Yeah, you guys are going to have to get a lot more viewers. Yeah, oh, we got you. We got you. People are going to watch it. It's, it's fun. Hope. It's fun. All right, guys. Thank you. Right. And uh, Thanks, guys. It's not about the money. It is about the money. It's always about the money. <laughs> Kids are gonna like it. I know it's great. Think so? What's your demo?